Well, I look forward to it every year. I think I might have even been here a few Easter's, haven't I? But I like every time. I love Landmark Baptist Church. I appreciate the privilege. Let's stand if those who are willing and able. <clears throat> Turn your Bible, if you would, to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. I want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. Congratulations to those who got married, engaged, and whatever else I missed. If you're there and ready, say amen. amen. Bible says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. We'll preach on Paul's three men. The first one's a natural man. For they are foolish unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. It takes the Spirit of God to understand the Word of God. 1 Corinthians 3.1, if you'll turn there please. Paul speaking again. And I, that's a continuation. And I, brethren, now he's talking to the Christians. Look what he says, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Sometimes it's really hard to tell the difference between the unsaved, the natural, and the carnal. Because they're not growing in the Lord, they're not learning to say no to things, and uh, the flesh still kind of rules, and sometimes you wonder, are, did they get anything? Are they saved at all? I mean, they're spotty in church, you see them baptized, and then you think, well, did they move? Where'd they go? Uh, trying to get them disciples hard. And then the Bible says here, even as unto babes in Christ. Now look what he says, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. That's the third man. But as unto carnal. That's the second man. Even as unto babes in Christ. God, help us to see these three men this morning. God, I pray that the natural man would leave here born again, saved. I pray for the carnal Christian to realize that he needs to grow up spiritually and uh, take his place in this body of Christ to function and to find his gift and so forth. And I'm thankful, God, for spiritual men who uh, got their tithe going into the right place and uh, they're faithful in the house of God and they're operating effectively through their gift or maybe gifts. And uh, in our Sunday school classes, they're running the buses. Those are the ones that we can count on. And so we're grateful for the spiritual man. So Lord, do your work here this morning. Do what man can't do, God. Take your word and wield it into our hearts. God, may we be quick not just to hear, but be obedient. Whatever we need to take care of this morning, may it be done, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Well, what is the natural man? A natural man is a man that's been born once physically, but he's never been born again. Bible tells you and I in um, 1 Corinthians 1.23, being born again, not of corruptible seed. The natural man, he's never been converted. He's still in the first Adam. And by the way, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15.22, for as in Adam all die. Adam brought... The wrath of God. Adam put us under condemnation. 
A natural man's been born physically, but he's never been born spiritually. He's still under the wrath of God. Matter of fact, if you'll take your Bible, look here at John 3.36, just to remind you. Bible tells you and I, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. Can you go back to that place where you invited Jesus Christ into your heart? Realize that your sins were going to take you to a devil's hell. The wages of sin is death. That's spiritual death. But the gift of God is eternal life, the Bible says, through Jesus Christ. But here he says, he that hath the Son. How do you have the Son? With the heart man believeth. God deals with your heart. There's a divine call. When God knocks on your heart's door and says, I love you and I'll take you just the way you are. Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith. Faith is action. Faith has a performance. Well, I believe there's a God preacher. That's not salvation. Salvation is I am a sinner, lost, on my way to hell. I believe, God, you love me for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. I see where Christ died for me on the cross. I accept that death for me. He was buried. But the grave couldn't hold him because he was without sin. But yet on the cross he bore our sin and satisfied God for our behalf. And he rose from the grave. He couldn't be a savior for me and you if the grave held him, but the grave had nothing on him. He's the perfect Lamb of God, sent from God to die for your sins. He interceded and he, he went to heaven. He intercedes on your behalf. So the Bible tells you and I that there is a corruptible seed out there. He says here in verse 36, And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. What life? That's eternal life. That's the blessed life. That's heaven, by the way. What happened? I mean, how do I change this? You've got to give your heart to Christ. John 1.12 says that there's a receiving that you've got to do. John 1.12, I'll read it to you. Here's what it says. But as many as receive him. When I got another God, small g, there's only one real God as far as living, your creator, your savior. But he says here in verse 12, but as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. The natural man has heard the gospel, but he's never received it. And most of them will say, one of these days, preacher, I'm going to get it right. But the Bible warns us, don't put it off. Matter of fact, it's adamant. Today's the day of salvation. Pastor said there was someone here sitting where you're sitting last week, but he's not here this week. He passed on. If this is your last message, are you in or are you out? Are you saved or lost? Have you received a son or have you not received a son? See, all that matters where you're going to spend eternity. You're just passing through, man. Life's short. We're frail. We're weak. So, but he tells you and I, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. The word of God can change you. It'll birth you. It'll take you out of the corruptible and put you into the incorruptible. It'll take you from death and give you life. It'll take your sins and put it under the blood and take his righteousness and, and put it into your heart. 
Money can't do it, but faith can. You can look at it and never get it, but you can receive it and have your life changed forever. He tells you now there's a natural man. James warns you now you can even be religious and still a natural man. Saul, which we know as Paul, was zealous for God and he tried to please God through the law and the demands of the law. But he realized that the law couldn't set him free. The law couldn't take him from the corruptible and put it into the incorruptible. The law will reveal the problem, but it can't fix the problem. So he tells you and I in this verse, if any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Devil would love for you to give allegiance to something. Preacher, I'm in this club and I'm in this Whatever, but listen, salvation is in a person and his name is Jesus Christ. If you'll give your heart to him, then God no longer sees you in your sins. He sees you through the blood of his dear son and the blood made a payment for your sins. You are forgiven. He tells you and I in this verse, Acts 22.3, you might be an educated man. I am verily a man which am... I'm a Jew born in Tarsus, a city of Silica, yet brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel. He was a wonderful Jewish teacher. But good teaching can't save you. You still got to go back that it's receiving Christ into your heart. I mean, Judas heard all types of teaching. You, most people say he was a religious man, but he died lost. He hung out in church, around church, around other believers, but he died without Jesus. Judas had every opportunity to be saved, but he died lost. The Bible tells you and I, you can be educated, you can be religious, but without Christ, you're lost. You're a natural man. You're on your way to hell. He tells you and I, Ephesians 2, 1, and you hath he quickened. See, the only way you can get out of the natural man is you've got to be born again. You've got to be quickened by the Word of God. Sin has deadened your spirit. It's dead. And only one person can quicken it and make you alive. God's a spirit. Your spirit's dead. But when Jesus comes in, he quickens you by the word of God and bursts you, takes you out of the corruptible and puts you in the incorruptible. He moves in and lives inside your heart. And he's a game changer. Are you still a natural man? You come to church, but you can't have church because Christ has never birthed you yet. Bible tells you and I in Ephesians 4, 17, he says, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as others walk in the vanity of their mind. A natural man don't have the strength. He's still dead in his sins. His mind is lost. His heart's lost. His flesh is dead. He's wasted his life. It talks as the Gentiles walk outside of the promises of God. If you're here without Christ, rapture's not for you. If you're going to stay here and the strong delusion of God's going to come up on you and you'll be made to believe a lie. Well, preacher, once, once I decide I'm going to get saved, <clears throat> you better decide today because you're might not have tomorrow. 
Bible tells you and I in Ephesians 4, 17, walk not as other Gentiles walk. When you give your heart to the Lord, you move from a natural man to a saved man. God does the work here and the results will be this. You will not have the desire like you used to have to walk in the vanity of your mind. Listen, when the light comes on, you see things you've never seen before. He tells you and I in Scripture, having the understanding dark, and you know what sin has done to you? It's separated you from your Creator, your Savior, the lover of your soul. You've been separated, and because of that, the Bible says your understanding's darkened. I watched as they voted, you know, about this abortion thing, and you got mothers with their kids in their hand, like shaking their fist at God, like, yes, we won. We got our way. You know what the Bible says? Their understanding darkened. Homosexuality, their minds darkened. Bible tells you you're not being alienated. Sin has separated you through ignorance. God says wisdom is not for the full. The full hears, but he don't understand. But a saved man will not, not only hear the word of God, but it'll change him, transform him from the inside out. He tells you and I, because of the blindness of the heart. Listen, if you're a natural man, the Bible tells you your heart's been blinded. Now, you might not understand the depth of that, but if you put blinders on, I said, go find your car, why well, it would take you all day. Finally, you'd have to say, I don't know where I'm at. Salvation is the same thing. When Christ saves you, he takes the blinders off and you have, to, you have to experience this to realize. You would say to yourself, why did I get involved in that? You was blinded. Why did I fall for that? You was blinded. How in the world did I end up? Pastor read that letter today from that sweet lady who just said, boy, if I could go back, if I could go back, there's no going back. If you go to hell, you spend eternity there. Hey, I get it settled this morning, amen. Hell is full of folks that would love to be here. Pastor read that of a young voice saying, I, I've messed up. I've messed up. Did a funeral for a guy Friday. David was a sweet man, but he was a lost man. He belonged to all types of little things, you know. Good coach, loved sports. Later, after 30-some years of life, made a bad mistake. Wife divorced him. Kids bitter. You ever try to do a funeral with bitter kids and wife that's been hurt? And it always goes not just the first layer, but second layers and third. I mean, everybody was mad. She goes, David, I haven't told my kids this yet. She goes, but David called me. And he moved to Denton, Texas, and I used to spend a lot of time down there at Denton Cowboy Church. I said, Pastor Jeff Tackett. He, he goes, I don't know. He just called me in the hospital after he had a heart attack and said, Karen, I want you to know that I just spoke to a chaplain. And I gave my heart to the Lord. And I hurt you. And I'm just calling to tell you I'm so sorry. And I know that what we once had, we'll never have again. I'm just telling you I, I love you. And I'm so sorry. 
I reckon you could say this, Karen. I, I found God, but I found him too late. Well, it sure helped in the funeral to say, hey, he got things right with the Lord. But the devil got most of his life. Did what he wanted to do. Blinded, making people mad. Broke up his family. Devil's out to kill, stealing. Christ said, I've come to you, might have life and have it more. That's many funerals I've done that way. Sin always leaves a mess. But God says, if you'll give me your heart, I can help you sort it out and bring some order in your life. A natural man is a man that's around church, but he's never had it. The Bible says you have no spiritual discernment. Let me give you a verse. 1 Corinthians 2.14, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. I mean, you say, well, preacher, I get a little bit. No, listen, the Bible says you don't get any of it because you're not born again. You're a natural man. Your spirit's dead towards God. This word, you can hear just enough to get saved. When God shines a light into your heart, he's telling you you're lost, but I love you in your condition. If you'll give me your heart, I'll save you. And once you invite Christ in, he bursts you and turns the light on. And then you have, you have a connection with God. And then you can begin to grow. But the Bible says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Well, I'll figure it out. No, you won't. Salvation is a revelation of God. If he shines the light, if you say no, then you are responsible for your decision. Well, he don't love me. The Bible says God loved the world. He didn't die for me. The Bible said he died for all men. See, when it comes right down to it, if you go to heaven, it's because Christ loved you and paid the debt, but you had to receive it. If you die and go to hell, he still loves you. He still paid the debt, but you rejected it. Matter of fact, take your Bible and look at 2 Thessalonians. He calls you out. He said those that would not believe the love or the, let me just read it right here. He says here in verse 8 how he's raised from the dead according to my gospel wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer. Therefore I endure all things, he goes on to tell us. He says if we suffer, we shall reign with him, verse 12. I'm in 2nd, I want to go to 2nd Thessalonians. How many caught that? That's good reading, wasn't it? Here we go, verse 10, chapter 2. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that what? They could have been saved, but they didn't. Because, read this with me. Because they what? The love of the truth that they might be. Whose fault is it, Daryl? Mine or yours? He offered it, you received it not. He knocked, but you wouldn't let him in. Hey, listen, sinner, there's a future to your decision, and it's not good. He didn't ask you to work your way. It's a gift. He paid for it. God's satisfied. Tomb wouldn't be empty. That's the proof that God said, I am satisfied. Jesus said, it's finished. But yet hell's full of folks who just wouldn't believe the truth. Without Christ, you stay spiritual, under a spiritual discernment. God's there, but you don't see him. You can't walk with him. There's no fellowship with him. 
Bible says you have no hope. Hope is, is expectation. For a believer, isn't it good to know that we're just, you know, this is, um, we're just walking through. We're just here to be a light, to be salt. We're just here to represent the Lord. We're, we're here called to duty. We, he's, he's given us a gift of function to reach the world, but this ain't our home. Second Peter says that God's reserving this earth for fire. Judgment's coming. As Noah faced it with the water, God says, Sinner, it's coming. I don't know how he's going to do it. I just know it's going to be horrible. But until then, he's telling you, I love you. I died for you. Don't die and go to hell. Don't stay a natural man. I can fix it, but you got to come to me. The Bible tells you and I that at, that at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That's a natural man. Here's the second man. He's carnal. He's immature. He's never been consecrated by the word of God and by obedience. The Bible tells you and I, and I, brother, cannot speak and use a spiritual, but as unto carnal. A carnal, real quick, he's a saved man. But he's babyfied. His activity has got to be monitored because if he's not careful, he'll hurt himself. Is that babies? Babies will put anything in their mouth. Babies like to sleep. Bible says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, but it's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. See, a, a carnal man, he's... He's been saved, but he's not really faithful to the house of God. He's not under teaching of the word. The Bible says he's still being conformed by the world. Here's what it says. Be not conformed to this world, be you transformed. But you can't be transformed if you're never under the Bible. You need Sunday school. Well, preacher, it's too early. Baloney. When you start loving God and seeing him work in your life, you'll want to be in Sunday school. Your kids, get them in Sunday school. Why wouldn't you? It's the greatest educational system in America. You're, you turn your kids over to schools that are teaching them things contrary to this Bible. And you get them there on time, and I think the bus runs earlier than Sunday school. But this Bible will help your kids understand the difference between a marriage between a man and a woman versus a woman and a woman or a man and a man. The Bible's real clear about that. It also teach you about the love of God and the sacrifice of the Son of God and the truth about heaven. I'm just telling you, your kids need to grow up in a home where they see a mom and dad dictating to them, we will be in the house of God. If your children say, I don't want to go, well, who gave you the authority? I believe the Bible says the mom and dad over the household. I believe the Bible says that it lays on the daddy. Come on, men. We, we got to, it's not dictatorship. God's just set it up that way. It's not that woman's any less. No, we're all equal in Christ, but God has set the order. No way is it dictatorship. No, it's a loving relationship. Someone's got to be at the helm saying this is what we're going to do. Now thank God I know two or three families that the man was weak but the wife stood there. She still honored her man but she made sure the kids were in the house of God. 
Bible says you can be saved, but if you don't grow, you'll stay in carnality. And instead of being transformed, the world will conform you. And I'll tell you, the results is this. The devil's a divider. If you don't get right with God, you'll be a divider. Here's what it says. For while one saith, I and Paul, and the other I am Paulus, are you not carnal? The Corinthian church were saved Christian, but they were carnal Christians. They fell in love with the men instead of the God that the men served. Well, we like Paul better than Apollos. Listen, God gives gifts to different men. You don't love the men over God. Your worship goes to the Lord. And thank God for the man. But you don't worship man. They did here. A carnal man, Hebrews 5.11, he's dull of hearing. See, you, the Holy Spirit has to teach you to be sensitive. It's the light of the Word of God and through the Spirit of God that teaches you the Word of God. This book is just for a spiritual man. And God says, if you'll come to church and if you'll dedicate your ears and your mind to me, and if you'll deal with sin the way you ought to be, I'll let you see farther. And when you learn to be obedient for what you've already learned, I'll really give you some new stuff. A lot of times God said, I can't share anything new with you because you haven't been obedient to what I've already shared with you. Obedience opens your eyes where you can see farther and clearer. It'll take the wax out of your ears where you can hear things clear. I'm telling you, I've experienced it many times. When I got right with God and began to study the Bible, and boy, God was just pouring it in through His Holy Spirit. I was weeping and crying, and I was reading the Bible. I went to my daddy and said, Dad, let me share something with you. He said, Son, I've been, I've been preaching that for years. And I was sitting out there. Now listen, I don't mean this mean. I'm telling you, this is what happened to me. When you play around with sin and your life's dirty, you won't hear God's truth and you'll never understand it. God knows when he's setting you apart. God knows when you begin to love him more than, he loved, more than you love you. And people will see, hey, I've been noticing you got, you're in the choir. Hey, I've been noticing you showed up for soul winning. Hey, I appreciate your help on the bus. I mean, what I'm saying is an athlete is supposed to make contributions to the team. So when you get to the place where you start growing out of this carnality, you'll, you'll realize it's like God pulled the curtains back and said, hey, there's a field and we need workers out there. Instead of just coming late and nonchalantly, you know, whatever, are you about done preaching? Hey, you want to say, God, teach me the word. When you find out that your prayers are going somewhere, you realize that being bitter at somebody it hurts your own soul. Why let the devil hurt you when God says just forgive them and move on? Bible talks about the natural man. For everyone that listen, everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word. You know what happens? If you don't get out of carnality, you're hindering the work of this church. If the Bible's nothing that you study, then you're hurting the church. Faith cometh by. It takes faith to do big things for God. And God will test you and he ought to test you. Abraham was tested with his own son 
Finally, he said, stop. You've proven yourself. I know now you love me more than him. Right in your Bible. You'll always battle things that tries to take first place. But when you get in the Bible, God gives you strength, number one, to overcome it. Number two, to even recognize it. When the Holy Spirit says, hey, there's a battle going on here. I want to be first place. Have you ever read the Bible yourself and realized he's a jealous God? He's jealous. He purchased you on the cross. You are his. You are a part of his body. Come on, wife. Would you put up with a man that, that invited another woman to be a part of your home? Hey, meet Sally. She's going to live with us. Or vice versa. We don't say that, but how many times do we say by our lifestyle, God, I know you're out there. Thank you for salvation, but you're not number one. Carnality keeps God at a distance and your life will reveal it. Here's my last point. I've got three minutes. The spiritual man. Eyes have not seen nor ears heard, neither have entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. God's got big things for you. But the only way that he can take you to them is if you get out of carnality and get into spirituality. Well, this Bible is a part of your daily diet. Church is not just a routine. It's a place to serve. If church is not for what we can do for you, church is for what you can do for the body of Christ. See, you live in Winchester, but you're not burdened for it. It takes God's spirituality to get you to be burdened for the things that he died for. He tells you right here in this scripture, but verse 10, but God has revealed them to us by his Holy Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. There's things in your life you don't even know yet. God said, I'm, I want to reveal them to you. For example, I've got somebody that just made a horrible mistake. And all of a sudden, they're sobered up. They're in jail probably for the rest of their life. They're not on pills right now. They're not, in, you know, intoxicated by whatever they were. Still trying to figure out what happened and why it happened. See, that's, that's a life of a natural or a carnal Christian. I got saved when I was 10 at VBS. Wonderful. But you never showed any fruit nowhere. You're not faithful. You might show up for Easter to keep your mama quiet. But it comes right down to it. There's nothing there. And now she's in prison probably for the rest of her life because she lived on substitutes, Owen. Substitutes are anything to pacify you. Bad friendships, pills. I mean, you, it's, everyone knows it's a lie. Your life reveals it's just a big lie. Well, that's interesting. I think the Bible says something about the devil being nothing but a liar. Father of all lies. It can happen to me. I ain't boasting. I'm just saying this book has, is, and still will change my life. I've got to stay in it. 
I need the house of God. The house needs me, but I need the house of God. I need Sunday school. I need Sunday morning. I need Sunday night. I need Wednesday. I need to be a soul winner. It does me good to share the gospel. The Bible tells you and I, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God. The world is out to blind you. Christ said, I've come to reveal. Are you going to live under the blinders of the devil and just hope you land somewhere good? Or are you going to let the blinders come off and let the word of God reveal his plan for you? Karen, I'm sorry. I reckon you could say, I, I found God. Say it with me, but I found him too. Died three weeks after that conversation. Could it be God's been trying to get your attention for a while? Devil don't let you go easy. But as soon as you give your heart to Christ, devil's got to back off as far as your soul, your birth sealed until the day of redemption. Is there still a battle? Oh, yeah, not for your soul. That's settled. But there'll be a battle for principles of your life, and that comes with discipleship. And don't act like it should fool you. Every football team out there does it four, five days a week. They go over film. They look at the enemy. They get the people in the right places. And then Saturday, boy, I'm telling you, boys, we've caught you. Now go do it. God said, I've got some things to teach you. Devil's got an offense to get by you, a defense to stop you. And I want to show you by the word of God how you can have victory in your life. Maybe you're just carnal and it's, Maybe you never realized it, but tonight or this morning, God said, hey, that's, that's you. Salvation, yes, but you're not growing. You haven't grown. But I want you to grow. Have you ever coached a little team and see an athlete, but he can't help the team because he's not committed? And, and your own heart, you might not even say, you think, boy, if that boy had the right guidance, he could help us. But instead, he don't get the rest he needs. He's late for practice. He's scattered. He can't commit. Boy, if he could, he could be a dandy. I wonder what you could be. Honestly, if you get rid of some distractions and let God win your heart over, get you from carnality to spirituality. Oh, my goodness. What a difference. Maybe you're here and you're lost and you know you're lost. Listen, it's not a game. And, and you say, well, I'm, I'm going to think about it. No, hell's full of folks. What's there to think about? You're lost on your way to hell. What, you, what, what are you thinking about? Nothing's going to change unless Jesus comes in. Pastor, you ever, how many funerals have you done for sinners? Is it fun? What do you tell people? You ever try to develop a, a message for sinners? Well, you just tell them Jesus. They don't want to hear about it. What do you say about this guy? Well, he liked Harleys. Ain't nothing wrong with Harleys. Boy, he could sure burn a cigar. There's nothing there. It's vanity. Nothing. It's a hard thing to do. But boy, when they're saved, it's joyous. It's sweet. I don't know where you're at. I, I want to help you. I was saved for years and I wasn't profitable. 
It wasn't because God didn't love me. It's because I, I was dirty. But when I got right with God and started studying the Bible, he took the scales away from my eyes and he opened my ear and he drew me with cords of love. The Bible just kept bringing me closer, bringing me closer. And the closer I got to him, the more I realized I'm so dirty. God, please cleanse me and forgive me. And he did that. And then God began to bless. That's all. He began to bless those things that were going to be bad and probably divisive. God healed those areas, strengthened those areas. And I'm here today because of it. Hey, God's got a big future for you, but he's got to deal with you now to get you there. Heads are about, eyes are closed. 